What is up, guys, and welcome to this special episode of Guarani Vision, the first ever podcast dedicated to Paraguayan football in English. As always, I'm Roberto Rojas, and joining me as always are my good co-hosts Federico Perez and Ralph Hanna, and we have another special guest that we will introduce in just a bit, but let me get my co-host in to, into the conversation because we are going deep into the Copa America. We are in Copa America season, as you have seen over the last month or so. Obviously, well, it is a new month. We're in July. so. Uh, but we are thankful that we are in this situation where Paraguay have to play a knockout stage match. They will be taking on Peru after finishing third in their group in the Copa America, taking meaning that they will have to face uh, Peru in the quarterfinals in this Copa America journey. So let's go into it. Let's go straight to the motherland where apparently is going through some of the cold wave or something it's like here it's been getting hot yeah yeah i see the long sleeves now you know how i feel man when it's always winter in in connecticut but Fede, how are you man i'm good roberto enjoying this winter enjoying this cold weather you guys over there in the north enjoying your summer vibes over here obviously with another episode another preview and what a new vision we are back uh, hopefully a lot of people miss these kind of episodes these shows every week in paraguay uh not only here but also in the states in the uk well wherever you're following us wherever you're hearing our podcast uh right now we're so close to that next uh game right we're going up against peru now uh third in our group we'll, we'll obviously talk about what we what we felt so far about our team in copa america and obviously talk about what we liked what we didn't like and what we need to get better to try to knock out peru uh, in this uh, quarterfinals that's coming up just in a couple of hours hopefully when you're listening to this podcast in the preview uh, the the team is almost there i was just checking my my information checking up with some with some with some guys also and they were telling me that the team the 11 that the 11 players that is going to put in the pitch are almost confirmed so we'll probably talk about that also thinking and imagining what's going to come up next what's going to come up against peru a team that i've actually I wanted it to be Peru. If, if you guys asked me, I wanted it to be Peru because Peru, you know, they've been just a pain in the butt lately for us. You know, they, they've been they've been a rock in the in the shoe lately for us. They beat us pretty badly lately. And, you know, they beat uh, they beat us in a couple of important games also. So we, we got a, a nice rivalry handing up to our next opponent that's going to be Peru. Jairo Renato also, who's always, who's waiting there for us. And we'll, we'll introduce Renato in, in a bit, uh, but we'll, let's go to Ralph first on this one. And yeah, it kind of feels weird now, actually, talking about a Copa America knockout stage game that does not involve Brazil for the first time in quite some time. But we do take on Peru for the first time in a knockout stage match in this type of format in a Copa America. But yeah, I kind of have to agree with Fede. I, I think it's looking at the opponents that we had, looking at the group that we had, and we'll obviously talk about how Paraguay went through this entire group. But, you know, I think many people wanted to play Peru and people maybe feel confident, maybe feel uh, cautious, but certainly, you know, this type of matches are the ones that are going to be the most interesting ones. Yeah, that's right. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Good to be back. Like Fede says, doing this preview show and, yeah, I think we all said in the preview that of the Copa America tournament that Paraguay would get to this stage. I don't think we doubted that. And, and you know, finishing third in the group is is not bad either, considering, you know, there's there's always a lot of a lot of competition here. Um, I don't know if I'm quite as optimistic that we're, that we're playing Peru compared to, say, Colombia. But then, you know, Colombia and Ecuador have looked kind of 
they've been kind of hot and cold in this tournament, a bit like we have, as we're, I'm sure we'll talk about. So, let, I mean, let's see. It's a, it's a tough match. And Roberto and I were just talking before we, we joined that we think this is the first time we ever played Peru in kind of a, a knockout game that actually matters. We, we played them once in the third place playoff in 2015. And then prior to that, all the times have been group stage games. There's been a few draws I noticed in in history. So, you know, this is kind of the first time they've they've really gone head-to-head -head with with something on the line. So it's definitely going to be an interesting game tomorrow or today, depending on, on when you're listening to us. Absolutely. It's going to be a very interesting game whenever you are listening. And obviously, we'll go straight into our opponent and have an expert talk about it. I'm so happy to have here on the line Renato Vilches, a Peruvian-American uh, who also works for the Peruvian Waltz, a great podcast that also talks about Peruvian football, soccer here uh, in in English, you know, similar to what we're doing here with Guarani Vision for Paraguay. But Renato, welcome to Guarani Vision. How are you, man? I'm doing great right now. Um, really excited to talk about the Peruvians' perspective in this upcoming match in Copa America for Peru versus Paraguay. Paraguay is an opponent I've always respected for the longest time. And given that Peru and Paraguay do have a bit of a history and rivalry together, in football, it's going to be a very interesting match to talk about, and I'm really excited to show you what the, what the Peruvian perspective holds for me. Absolutely, but before we do get to in that, I actually do want to know a little bit about your story. Maybe some people don't know who you are, and obviously we know we like to always welcome everyone in here at Watani Vision with open arms. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your connection to Peruvian soccer, you know, that kind of thing, and, you know, what, what, what got you into this kind of passion for the beautiful game. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking as a Peruvian American, someone that has been born to Peruvian parents in New Jersey, soccer has been a part of my life for like a good amount of my life. Um, going when I went to Peru for the first time, I grew attached to Sporting Cristal, which is like a soccer team that my family have been grown very fond with, and were huge inch, quote unquote inches of the club. And I did enjoy it a lot seeing Peru's like qualifying campaign in 2018. That got them to the 2018 World Cup, which was something that nobody could have predicted after years and years in exile of the country in world football. And back with that campaign, mine just brought my whole interest in fact to Peruvian football. And, and I think the whole general public as well, to make sure that Peru is an actual opponent in South America, not just a week as it used to be. Yeah, definitely. I think we we are, you know, very thankful that Peru have joined into the limelight of South American football and have dominated at least over the last recent years, you know, obviously making it to a World Cup for the first time in 36 years. They went to the Copa America final the year after losing to Brazil. So certainly Ricardo Gareca's team is really doing well. And, you know, I think obviously now when a lot of Paraguayans are now looking at this team as a formidable opponent, and as respectable. So, you know, Renato, I'll jump to you on my first question before we pass it along with the guys over here. What is your take on this game in particular, seeing what Peru did? You know, obviously it was a very tight group, um, you know, that, that went basically to the final day in terms of qualification. You know, they had that group with Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Venezuela. You know, they, they were able to get the win against Colombia. They were able to tie Ecuador. They beat Venezuela to secure that second place spot behind Brazil. So, you know, two wins, one draw, and one loss to their name. But how are you feeling confident heading into this one after seeing your team perform in the group stage? I think I'm heading into a good amount of confidence. Currently, the team is bit in in some like in a, like a rebuilding area where like before like the Copa América there were some heavy defeats in the 
qualifiers for 2022. Maybe it had to do with players being out of form or just Gareca's like schemes were not working. But with this Copa America, Ricardo Gareca wants to try out some like new ideas or give some opportunities to players who really do not get much of a chance in the national team, such as Sergio Peña, who has had a great season with FC Emin in the Netherlands, who has been showing a greater form with the national team. Um, we're also seeing the inform Renato Tapia, who has been considered a very important player for Peru. Um, also, we're also seeing Alexander Cayens of New York City FC stepping into the central defense. We also did got to see an opportunity given to Marcos Lopez of San Jose Earthquakes on left back over Miguel Trauco, who is, needs to know that his spot in the national team is not always going to be a given considering after he got sent off to Colombia in the qualifiers. And it just shows you that we need to give these players like more room and like to expand the universe of players. But also, I do think that with Gareca as a recent, he's been testing out a new formation of a 4-1-4-1, especially to get the best out of Renato Tapia, who is possibly like our the best defensive midfielder. And if you see him at Celta Vigo, he's been considered possibly one of La Liga's best midfielders. That's not named Casimero, which says a lot. But another thing I'm also really appreciating of is Gianluca Laparula. Considering that the absence of Paolo Guerrero was a bit, big worry for Peruvians, considering how important he is, and considering how he's our capitan, Laparula has definitely showed that even if he might not be like Paolo, he can definitely give you something. His, his pace, his link of play, and his chemistry with Andre Carrillo and Christian Cueva is noticeable. Also been happy to know that Christian Cueva and Andre Carrillo having like doing their best to get you the goals and the assists. And honestly, I think I'm really happy with the team, with the team, the way the team is going right now. I do think maybe Gareca could try to test out a few more new players that I would have wanted to see in the Copa America, but I do know that he wants to try to trust in his group and like to have to give them the confidence because this match against Paraguay is gonna to them it's it's a like it's a must win for them to show their credibility and to show the strength that's coming up for the upcoming qualifiers because the whole purpose of this Copa America for this edition is to prepare for the later stages that's going to be crucial to qualifying for Qatar. That's a that's a great answer, Renato, because it's kind of answers some of my question, which was which is why did you think Peru have done you know better in the Copa than than they were doing in the qualifiers? So it sounds like it's a bit of bringing in new players, testing out new formations. But then specifically for the game against Paraguay, they already met, of course, in the World Cup qualifiers and, and Paraguay were uh, were ahead in the game. And then I think, if I remember rightly, then, you know, uh, Peru pulled back again with some, I don't know if it was so much change in tactics in that game or more a little change in rhythm in the tempo they were playing from what I remember. But seeing the, this change in formation and, and maybe change in personnel you've just been talking about, how do you see this game against Paraguay compared to the one that was in the World Cup qualifiers? You know, are you expecting a much different result from that 2-2 quite exciting game? Well, I mean, it will depend on how Paraguay is going to be forming. I mean, the one thing I know about Paraguay is that they they have a very, very underrated defense, especially when you got Gustavo Gomez and Junior Alonso, too, possibly one of the most best def defenders currently in South America. And no one can underestimate how strong they are together. I do will say that the absence of Miguel Amiron could seem like a huge, huge heartbreak for Paraguay. And 
I know it's going to be a very tough for Paraguay White to think of how they can cope without Almiron, but at the same time, I know that they also have the Romero brothers. And as a Peruvian, that does give me a bit of fear because the Romero brothers, from what I know, if they're on their day, they can give anybody a hard time. And that's something I feel like Gareca has to keep in mind of. And I do hope, in my from my perspective, that Dapia and the defenders will keep an eye on those guys. <laughs> Renato, I wanted to ask you uh, more about this game. What are your What are your thoughts? What, what are you picturing that's going to happen uh, against against Paraguay? You talked that you saw a couple of games from our national team, so you obviously can can imagine a little bit more that way. Uh, we don't know what's what we're going to get out of Paraguay. To be honest, here there's a lot of criticism going to our coach Bediso because we haven't been accurate maybe with our game strategy and. We've been one good game, one bad game. You know, we've been unstable in that sense. Uh, so we don't know what we're going to get out of Paraguay, but what do you think is going to be key uh, in this matchup? And what do you think also are, Peru, uh, are Peru's weaknesses uh, heading into this into this game? Well, first regarding Paraguay, I mean, it's interesting because the, the how people are criticizing Besisto about like the team not doing well. It's kind of similar to how pe like the Peruvians are criticizing Gareca because at times we can get some like bad results, some good results, some mad results. But if you can grind out the results, you'll things positive things will come in. And I feel like for both opponents, there's no favorites. It's it's going to be an equal match, and it's a it's a wait and see situation. But if I have to say about Peru's weaknesses. I honestly think maybe, maybe is the right back position of Aldo Corso because if I can say one thing that Aldo Corso has not been the most like fastest like right back. And if somebody like, let's just say one, like one of the Romero Bears can like try to outpace him on the right side, then I can imagine Barawai will want to capitalize on that. But that would also make, have to make sure that either one of Renato Tapia or Yoshimaru do would have to step into assist Aldo Corso on the right side but at the same time Peru would also have to keep in mind that no Miguel Amiron could be a, possibly a huge huge big deal for them and to capitalize so I don't think there's no favorites in this this is possibly equal I think both teams are have their strain and weaknesses and I think it's just going to be a battle of managers and strategy Absolutely. It's going to be a really tight game. And, you know, obviously you look at the players that Peru have, they certainly are playing with memory. They've always been using a consistent starting lineup. Whereas for us, we've been using, you know, totally different players throughout different games. And, you know, Fede, I wanted to go to you on this one, because as you know, as you spoke at the beginning of the show, you know, a lineup is, you know, somewhat confirmed, or at least, you know, from what I'm trying to get, I want to see if you have anything different, because I think we might see some surprises in this one. Yes, we might get some surprises. Um, you know, there's been a couple of names going around, especially due to that situation that we have Miguel Almiron totally out. Miggy, one of our stars, you know, a key player in that midfield. I don't think we have a replacement for him uh, with the same with the same style of playing. Uh, you can look at other players like Oscar Romero, Kaku Romero, also who usually comes in this team, but you know, he it's not the same thing. Uh, we're talking about Silva in goalkeeper position. We're talking about Beto Spinola uh, on the right back. We're talking about Gomez Jr. Alonso uh, in center backs. And we're talking about uh, David Martinez getting his chance on that left side again. He's won that spot uh, fairly. He's, he has such a good tournament. And then we have to talk about in that midfield about Kakuru Romero Gamarra, who will probably get his chance. It's either going to be him or Brian Samudio. I think they're going 
up against each other for that spot on that right side. Uh, Lucena is back. He hasn't been able to uh, train uh, with the group. Uh, he hasn't been 100% these last couple of days, but apparently he has been uh, able to complete a training session uh, the day that we're talking. So Lucena looks like he might start this game with Villasanti in midfield and Arsamendia on the left side, also in midfield, uh, maybe taking that spot that uh, Almiron uh, usually, uh, or, or that task that Almiron usually has in the team to cover that the line and, and head up and head up on that side with the team. Uh, and then uh, our forwards are going to be Angel Romero and Carlos Gonzalez, apparently. That's going to be the 11. Uh, that's going to be the players. Those are going to be the players that apparently Berizzo is going to put in against Peru. I don't know if you guys are liking the team. I would love to hear Rob's opinion about it. Yeah, definitely, Rob. And more than anything as well, you know, who's the player that does have to step up if it's not Miggy with him absent? Well, I think first, I like I like the way he's setting up. It sounds like it's like that kind of 4 4 one, one he played in the game against Chile, uh, you know, again, using Arsamendia as a left winger or a left midfielder rather than left back, which actually can sometimes help Paraguay in the sense that uh, him defensively needs a bit of support. So here he's going to have that support behind him and Martinez, who, like Fede says, has played well. And that's the area that Renato has just been talking about where Paraguay can get some joy, right, against against somebody like Corso at, at right back if he plays for, for Peru. Um, I agree there's no real cover for, for Almiron. I don't think there's, there's a player with that same kind of characteristics. What I do think is really important is that Lucena is back because what they missed with Lucena is somebody who can do that pressing in midfield. And if we're going to stop Renato Tapia from playing from, from the back and kind of linking up for Peru, then it's going to be a big job for Lucena to do some of that pressing because Villasanti is not going to do that, which a lot of people don't like Villasanti sometimes, or you hear the criticisms because they don't see him running so much. He's not like that kind of guy who's pressuring high up the pitch. Villasanti is a positional player who finds the right positions on the field, but he's always going to be a bit deeper. Um, and so you, I don't think we'll see too much of, of Tapia and, and Villasanti going together. It's more going to be Lucena. Um, so I think, you know, in theory, I like it. And definitely Gonzalez up front. I mean, Gonzalez has offered, Gonzalez and Avalos have kind of been shared in this tournament. You know, they both got their chances. And, and for me, I've been more impressed with, with Gonzalez. He does more. If you're looking for a number nine, you know, he's going to cause more problems and kind of make those dents in the in the defense to, to give space to somebody like Romero. So, so all in all, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that uh, suggested formation. Yeah, me too. And I think, you know, there's a lot of players that definitely are up for this challenge and, and certainly are able to demonstrate what they're capable of doing and have done that. You know, Gonzalez up front, Romero. I think those are the players that you definitely want in your attack. And the defense, you know, I think it's as solid as you can get. I think that's certainly in it. And Fede, I want to go to you on this one because I think the perspective now changes, of course. You know, we're in a knockout stage game. What happens in 90 minutes if it ties, it goes straight to penalties. So now you have to really in a way that Iso can indeed um, intertwine his, his side. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to play for the, the draw and for penalties, but certainly if he has to, I think it gives him a bit more, more freedom and not as much pressure in a way, if we want to say that, just because it's, it's different than what it is in the group stage. So, you know, this is a different mentality uh, that Paraguay have to go through heading into this one. Yeah, I totally agree with you in that sense that you have to go with another mentality into these games because you have to look at these 90 minutes and what could happen afterwards. So you got to be thinking about 
you got to be thinking about the time. You got to be thinking about the score. You got to try to handle the, te- the the game in that way also. But, you know, Paraguay has to do their job. Uh, we got to be stable in the, in, in the game. And hopefully, uh, Berizzo makes the right calls just from the get-go, just from picking up the players and picking out the players for the, for the starting team. I think this is something that we haven't seen on the last game. I thought we were going to see a totally different thing. Uh, on that Uruguay match, I thought we were players that hadn't hadn't played lately were going to get a chance, and it wasn't that way. Uh, he actually played most of the players, and we saw what happened with Almiron. He was really tired. Uh, there's there's other players that have been playing a lot also, like Villasante. He's 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 been almost in, in almost all games, and also Uncle Romero. So I'm hoping that these guys are not tired. I'm hoping that these guys are not hurt and that they'll be 100% and, and that we can get the best out of them. Uh, and then we have Lucena there, you know, in midfield that we're saying he's not 100%. I hope he, he, he can complete the game. If not, we're going to have to maybe sub him in the second half. That's something that usually does happen in Paraguay. We usually don't end the match with the same uh, midfield that we start because, because of the way that we play also, because of that high pressure, because of the intensity that our coach wants from our team. And I think we're going to get that in, intense game against Peru just because of the way they handle the ball, because Cuevas is something is somebody you're going to have to stop. So our defense is going to have a lot of, is going to have a, a hard job in that sense. You got Carrillo up there also, you, you know, these are players that have already shown up against Paraguay that, that we have to respect in, in the preview also. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, to our defense being as strong as they've shown that they can be up until now with Martinez being added there. And hopefully we can get the best out of our midfield with that, with, with those players that really know each other, like Vida Santi and Lucena. Uh, those are two players that have just been playing awesome in, in these last couple of years here in Paraguay. And I think they've earned their way into the national team also just to see two players that play in the national league that play in Cerro Porteño and now take it to an international stage. It's just been a, a phenomenal thing. Kaku Romero also, if he's going to, if he's going to pick those players, I think they are the right calls because there are, are, there are a couple of players that have been criticized. Also Gaston Jimenez, Andres Cubas, players that he chose that he put in the team that just didn't show up, that didn't make the level. So I'm expo- I'm expecting that also for the coach to make the right call, the right strategy, and hopefully we have a good game. And uh, if we have to leave the Copa America uh, in penalties or lose against Brazil, uh, 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 against Peru, at least we do it with our with our chin up, with our heads up, and giving it our best. Absolutely, and that's certainly going to be the main factor heading into this one. You know, I think, like I said beforehand, it's the case of how they play well, and you know they've. They've been inconsistent. They've shown something, but I think a game like this is a way to at least prove that, okay, these guys need something to compete for these significant World Cup qualifiers because that's the main objective. But having said that, you know, a win against these guys, and I'm not making my predictions yet, but I'm just saying a win against Peru, they take on Brazil. And Brazil, as you know, we've seen what they were able to do in this in Copa America, but we know the history that you guys have against them in these type of games. It can be difficult. But it, it has to be a perfect game um, first against Peru. So let's go into our final segment, guys. My favorite, of course, predictions. And we're going to start off with our Peruvian expert, Renato, and give your take on what do you feel will be the result of this one and how, if it's possible, how does Peru get the win against Paraguay? Oof. I mean, as I said, this is like a this is an even, even match that I'm expecting. I mean, even if I wanted to be quote-unquote biased, like, 
I don't know, honestly. It's very tough. Be honest. Be as honest as if you I can, can be. If I can really be honest, a part of me feels like we're going to go through penalties. I don't know why, but something tells me that Gustavo Gomez and Junior Alonso are going to have like the, the best offensive moments of their life, and they're just going to hang on, trying to hold out to not 90 minutes, then we're going to go straight to penalties. Or I could see maybe Christian Cueva or La Padula like, scoring a banger, try to get through like 1-0. But, I mean, yeah. but but you got to choose one, man. You got to choose a prediction for this one. But I'm going with one nil. Because... You're going to say one nil Peru. Yes. Hey, you got to support your team. You got to, I, I, I know. understand that. So I, I love the honesty. Fede, I mean, certainly in this game, it's going to be, you know, a tight one. I, I agree. I think certainly it will be two teams that are very much similar in the way that they play, in the way that their talent is stacked, at least. So, I'm, I'm expecting a tight one in this one. What do you think? I just hope it's not a headache. I just hope it's not one of those games that we've had in this Copa America. From Berizzo, our coach, uh, I hope that we see a, a fight up there. I hope that we see a, a strong game from start to finish and uh, an entertaining match like we are seeing in, in, in Euro. And, and I'm hoping that... Paraguay can actually get a couple of shots at goal also, you know, because that's probably one of our deficits. That's probably one of our problems in, these, in some of these games where, where we have to play against a, a team that has the structure that it's really hard to, to manage. Um, I'm thinking that, that, yeah, it's going to be a tight score. I think we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to win it but by, by just one goal. Uh, I'm thinking 2-1 uh, would be the, the score on this game. No penalties. 2-1. It seems like a familiar taste. Let's see if Ralph can make it three in terms of tight game. How do you see Paraguay and Peru faring out? Definitely a tight game. I I can't see... I mean, if we look at Paraguay's two wins that were kind of by two clear goals so far, Bolivia, but it was a very weak Bolivia side with lots of problems with COVID. Chile, but it was a really poor performance from Chile in that in that particular game. I mean, Paraguay, of course, played well, but but Chile were very poor. But I think otherwise, a lot of the games have been very, very tight across the competition. Um, so, so, yes, I'm expecting a tight game. Uh, history is on Paraguay's side. The last time, they lost the last game to Peru, right? 2015, if anybody remembers that third and fourth place playoff. Um, but prior to that, they hadn't lost since 1939 in the Copa America to Peru. And that was a game in Lima. So, you know, Peru had home advantage. So they've got a good, a good record traditionally. Um, I do see both teams scoring, the same as Fede said, because we've seen that also in the past with these two teams. You know, I even remember when, when Peru really did beat Paraguay in the, in the World Cup qualifiers in a 4-1 in Asuncion, which... You know, it was a, a terrible game for, for Paraguay, which is when they're probably missing somebody like a Viesanti Lucena partnership in that defensive midfield. But even then, you know, Paraguay managed to go. And I would expect both teams to score. And I'll go for Paraguay 2-1 as well. I'm going to copy Fede on this one. I, I think we're all in agreement that this is going to be a tight game. Obviously, different results for all of us, especially depending on the country that we support. But to close it off, I, I do agree. I think, you know, I think we're all going to be unanimous here. I said we do expect a tight game. These are two teams that love to play each other, that always like to see tight games. I was there in the first game of the Berizo era, a 1-0 win to uh, Peru over there in New Jersey. A Christian Cueva 
Golasso, I should say, in the brutal coal over there in Harrison. Um, certainly, Renato remembers that, given the fact that he's from there. But um, yeah, it's um, I, I expect a tight one. I, I think these two teams are very much familiar in the way that they play. I think certainly Gareca and Berizzo are able to get the best out of their teams in these type of matches. Obviously, knockout stage football is completely different now in comparison to what we see in a group stage or a World Cup qualifier. History is on Paraguay's side, of course. They haven't, you know, they got knocked out of the quarterfinals back in 2019. But before that, headed off to the semifinals in 2011 and in 2015, beating Brazil on penalties. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really expect a good one. I, I will not say that both teams will not score in this one. I, I think that defensive solidarity, solid, solidity that uh, Paraguay have had and that Renato kind of feared, I think, is something to watch out for. I think Gustavo Gomez and Junior Alonso have had decent games so far in that defense. And if they're able to stop players like Tapia, like Cueva, like Labadula, who I think is a really great striker and has had a great tournament so far, I think we're going to see, you know, one of those games that perhaps will have to be defined by maybe a penalty or even, you know, a, a set piece, like a corner, you know, the famous Centro Cabeza Gol. So I will see that. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Paraguay in this one where they would go into the semifinals against the winner of Brazil or Chile. So, you know, tight affair for all of us. Everyone obviously has different results. Renato, of course, supporting his beloved Peru. We're going for Paraguay in this one. And yeah, you know, I, I can't wait. It's, it should be a fascinating game. It's, it's the first one for anyone that isn't aware of the Copa America schedule. The game is at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so obviously check your local listings for that game. And yeah, I mean, this is a, the best way, I think, to, to close it off. So Renato, thank you again to, uh, for coming on the show. Before we let you go, where can everyone find your work? Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Renato underscore sun. Um, before uh, we all wrap this up, I want to say thank you guys for inviting me to speak on the Guani Vision. I'm so happy to, to get you guys a previous perspective, and I hope for, for both teams to have a great game tomorrow as of this recording. I think this is going to be exciting, and I hope that for the team whoever wins, that to wish them the best of luck. Absolutely. It's going to be a really tight game. And I think obviously we all expect a really good one. That's, that's our own promise uh, here. So yeah. So for myself, for Roberto Rojas, for Renato Vilches, for Fede Perez and for Ralph Hanna, thank you so much for listening to this preview episode of Peru against Paraguay for What I Need Vision. See you soon.